Well, welcome to the BNB show. I'm Andy Blaylock, joined by. And I am B Saw Kevin. Yes. yes. Oh, last and first. Wait, am I in the alphabet first or you? Oh, you are. B. No. Blah. Blah. Excuse me. Actually, that's what people say all the time. Yeah, people say my name work. Blahlock. Kevin. B Shaw. Bissaw. I'm like, really? You? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We want your vote because we really care of the Bissaw family. Yeah, you sure. Terrible. <laughs> you don't realize, you know, we're the B, B and B show, right? Yeah. So naturally, we thought B saw and Blayhawk play on B saw. We can argue that later um, because we're narcissistic. Yeah, it's but all about. Other people thought it was the Beacon Baptist show, B and B. Oh, I guess that would make more sense. But no, this is about us. That's correct. <laughs> yes, we're matching today because we. I called speak. him and I was like, "We should match today." <laughs> it's the exact opposite. We do not coordinate, so. I have dark pants, he has light, but you can't see that, so we just look like twinsies. Yeah, yeah. It's my twinsies. Look like the Kool-Aid man today. I'm thinking very dark thoughts right now. Oh, Speaking yeah. of thoughts, segway. Oh, yes, I have Toad here. Yes. And he's got a big head. Is that his brain, or is that just a hat? I don't know if it's a hat, but it's big. And we're going to talk about things that are in your head today. That's right. Like thoughts, like, thoughts that question mark. Is this a question mark? It has an exclamation point. I can't quite see it. I thought it was hearts. One of our one of our college and career, we'll call them that. Yes. Young men gave this to that like a really sus thrift store or yard sale of yeah. mysterious woman with beans <laughs> also sold this. So we thank him today for this yes. wonderful contribution. And as always, we're taking a long time to go ahead and get to the topic at hand. Or we have to wake up. My eye was twitching before yes. this recording and Mr. Kevin had to point that out so wonderfully. So. I was laughing at his calamity. Uh, yeah, I was physical manifestation my... of his mental state right now. Exactly. Speaking of mental state. <laughs> oh, we're, there's a third segue. There's your third segue. We've got to get there sometime. This is actually a subject that we talked about, I think, months ago. We should talk about this. We never did. Yeah. Because that's how our mind works. And then actually a teenager the other day actually brought this up as well. It was very appreciated because I know that this is something not just this one young person, but many people, all of us really do. Yeah. And that is the subject of thoughts for your thoughts. And you're welcome. No, it's about your thought life. Yeah. Oh, and I got it. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? <laughs> uh, this is something that I, I believe, Kevin, there's a lot of misconceptions about, about the thought life. Right. Um, number one is the idea of guilt about what... what what is things that we can do, things we can't help, things that we can take action on? And Kevin has a lot of wonderful things to add on that. So I'll start, but he's going to alley-oop and dunk it. But I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 1. It says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I like that, by the way. He's a merciful Savior. Mm-hmm. He understands the feelings of our infirmities. I think that's important. Yeah. That he greeted it that way, the meekness and gentleness of Christ when it comes to our thought life. Anyway. Who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of as if we walked according to the flesh. Basically, Paul's like, listen, I'm telling you the truth here. Come on. Verse 3. This is important. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I think that's probably one of the greatest things we forget in the Christian life. This This is not what we have to worry about. Right. It's, it's the spiritual realm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, mm-hmm. casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, here we go, Brother Kevin, about 
thought life. Good verses there. Man. Great verses. I encourage you, 2 Corinthians 10, 1 through 5, especially 3 through 5. Just think and pray on it sometime. When it comes to our thought life, there's a few things I think we get wrong or mm-hmm. we misunderstand. Yeah. One is that just because a thought comes into your mind does not make that that's not who you are. Because right. thoughts will pop in our minds without our control all the time. Probably some, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Can, eat and drink safety to thee, but his heart is not with thee. We think a lot of, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. Say, so, okay, if I think something, then that's who I am. That's not what that means. Right. Because lots of thoughts arise in our hearts. It's what we do with those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, when Joseph was propositioned by Potiphar's wife, when she uh-huh. grabbed him and said, you know, he said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? That means the thought popped in his mind. Uh-huh. He was thinking of this great wickedness, but he did not act on it. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that even Jesus himself was tempted. Well, where does temptation start? It starts in the mind. Right. So in his mind, in his earthly state, temptation arose. Satan tempted Christ in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Thoughts arrived in Christ's mind, but he casted them out. Mm-hmm. He did. It. He said he was tempted yet without sin. Right. And that's the thing I think people forget, or they feel guilty. They say, well, Mr. Andy, sometimes I have these thoughts, and I feel like a terrible person because they arrive in my mind. That is not who you are, and that is not what makes you, or what, what defines you, I should say. Right. What defines you is if you act and dwell upon those thoughts. Um, we talked about this quote. The Spurgeon once said that you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest in your head. Right. And I think that's very true. You can't stop thoughts from coming into your mind, but you have a decision to make on what you're going to do with those thoughts. Someone once said that our mind is like a fortress. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that, but actually that's incorrect because it says here in verse 4, to the pulling down of strongholds. Right. Our mind isn't fortresses. We're, we're pulling down fortresses. Mm-hmm. So our mind isn't a fortress exactly because if it was, it's a really bad one. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. thoughts will creep in all of the time. Like a submarine with a screen door. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fortress with Disney fast passes all around and trains leading in and out, open access at all times. You know, basically, it's more like a garden. Mm-hmm. And a garden is to be cultivated and is to be protected. Well, sometimes foxes get in. Things get into your garden. Yeah. And it's that moment that you have to make a decision to cast it out. Mm-hmm. That's what it says here in verse 5, casting down imaginations. So it doesn't deny the fact that there will be imaginations. Right, right, right. They will arrive in your mind. But the Bible says now you're supposed to, cast, you're supposed to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And then it says bringing into captivity uh-huh. every thought. So these are actions. It acknowledges you're going to have imaginations yeah. and you're going to have thoughts. But then there's verbs, casting down, bringing into captivity. You're supposed to do something about your thought life. Yeah. And too many people are too passive. They think, well, I thought this, this terrible thought, so now I'm just a terrible person. And I'm going to obsess over it. I'm going to focus on it. No. Mm-hmm. God says there is a way out. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Through the Holy Spirit, you can overcome your thought life. But... You have to have the desire to do so. And it's not through guilt. It's not through, oh, I, I had this thought, and now, and now I'm just this terrible person. No. Thoughts are going to happen all the time. It's what you do with it. Yeah. And every time something like a thought of anger, you know, and this, here's the thing too, Brother Kevin, I'm all over the place. This is not just about thoughts of purity, mm-hmm. which that's a big it's part thing. of it. Yeah. That is part of it. But a lot of times when we talk about teens, it's all about you know, purity, purity, but thoughts of anger. 
Yeah. Thoughts of bitterness, mm-hmm. thoughts of despair, thoughts of depression, right. thoughts of taking drastic action with your life. All of the thoughts. Yeah. These things come into your, even Elijah said, let me die for mm-hmm. I am no better than my father's. Yeah. Like he had thoughts, but Christ had an answer. God had an answer for those things. So we are supposed to, anytime these thoughts arise in our mind, mm-hmm. cast them down, bring into activity, cast it out of the garden and you give it to God. Mm-hmm. We talk all the time about our life needs to be submitted to God's will. Right. But the same thing is true of our thought life. Right. When something happens, it's simply looking to God and say, I thought this thought, I don't know why. This isn't who I am. It's against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. I know that this is wrong and I give it to you. Amen. That's an act of faith. And he's able to do that because, again, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. They're not carnal. Right. They're mighty through God. To the pulling down the strongholds, you can overcome your thought life through the power of God. But that's only if, amen, amen that's only if you purpose to be disciplined to cast the thoughts out. Mm-hmm. Don't feel guilty when they come because they're right. going to come, but cast them down. Anyway, so... That's what my thoughts. You have wearied me with your much speaking. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. All of that. Very, very good. Very, very good. So the principle here today, uh, as you're watching, is this. There's thoughts going to pop into your mind. What are you going to do with those thoughts? What choice are you going to make when the thought comes into your mind? There's two examples, at least in scriptures that we think about. And you already mentioned Joseph. Yeah. And how can I do this great wickedness against God? And he made the choice to get him out of there. He said, okay, the thought popped in. And the opportunity even came in, but he said, I'm out of here. And he got out of there. But then you have another character in Scripture. Maybe perhaps you don't know him as much, but Amnon. The Bible says in 2 Samuel, and Amnon was so vexed, he fell sick. And the Bible says he thought it hard for him to do anything. Mm -hmm. So it started up here. So when the thought came in, he had it gone. He started dwelling on it. And then, well, how could I make this desire that I have, this thought that I have, become a reality? So it's really, again, the principle or, or what we're talking about today is when a thought pops in, what are, you, what are the actions that are going to come out of that? Yes. Are you going to submit it to God or are you going to follow through? Because the thought life is so very important. My verse I'm talking about today is one that probably all of you already know. It's found in Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. It says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your heart includes your thought life. Yeah. And so it's important to guard. Brother Andy talked about the garden just a minute ago. And he walks oh. with me. Andy talks with me. He's gone. <laughs> Um, but you think about it, if you were going to keep a garden, there are certain things that you have to put into it to help it, and there are certain things that you have to pull out of it to help it its, its health. That's good. And so if you go through Proverbs chapter number four, there's so many things, and I'm going to challenge you with many of those things today. So the first thing is the importance of your thought life. It yeah. is so very, out of the issues of life, if you get on a path with your thoughts and things, now again, not just pure th- purity thoughts and those types of things, but you get on a path with the wrong type of thoughts, eventually those might become an action. And you've heard this probably, actions become habit, habit becomes a way of life, and so forth. Yeah, it's true. And so it's very, very important the things that you let, or the things that you dwell on in your thought life. Yeah. Because um, you only get one life, right? Yeah, it's true. And it's it, true. The show does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that button. But <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, well, also, too, Brother Kevin, what you said ahead. there about... Um, when you think about how you operate your thought life, it's what you dwell on. 
Yeah. And that's the important thing. There's all kind of thoughts are going to swim around up here all the time. Kind of like when we dream. When we dream stuff, you're like, why did I dream that? Am I crazy? Uh, am I crazy? Yeah. I had a dream once when you were working at McDonald's. Oh, sir. Somebody tried to rob your McDonald's. Sweet. I like this already. And you jumped up on the counter there with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I have dreams? Like, I'm always just screaming, running away from something. <laughs> there was the time where I, I fell out of a plane. The guy told me uh, as I landed, if you eat butter, you'll jump higher. Weird dreams. <laughs> Weird things swelling up here, okay? We're crazy. Hopefully yeah. someone out there is listening, and maybe they just feel a little less crazy, too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. That's the whole point of this. But, it's, but like you said, dwelling. Dwelling. That's the important thing. Uh-huh. Um, so it's important. It's very, very important what you let stick in your mind. And just like a garden, what you put into it and what you take out of it is so very important. Mm-hmm. So the importance of your thought life, the influences, secondly, of your, of your thought life. There are so many things that influence your, your thought life. So many things. Yeah. I'm not going to get on, on, on my soapbox, but music is one of those things yes. that influences your thought life. There are songs that I know from when I was five years old. That was 30 years ago. Impossible. Right to me, stick, stick, lean, P.O. Box, 963, New York City, New York State, 10108. The dumb stick from Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. I was five years old when that came on, and I still remember it worked perfectly um, from when I was that age, because music is a very powerful influence. I love you, you love me, we're I'm, a happy family. I'm going to throw your microphone. With a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. I don't remember all this. Won't stuff. you say you love me too? And the train of thought has fallen off the tracks. Thank you very awesome. much for that. We just got a letter. We oh, stop. We just got a letter. Now, a lot of them, a lot of our team just went like, yeah. Yeah, well, sit down in your thinking chair and think, <laughs> think, think, <laughs> but it, it's it's there. It's there. It's only by the blood of Jesus Christ, when we get our new bodies, will He wash away the, the Steve blue <laughs> everything in our mind. Right? It sticks, yeah, especially music. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go. I can say a lot about music. It's something that is part of who I am. But just be careful about music that you put. Because it influences your thought life. From what you watch, from what you see, from yeah. the very friends that you have, this all affects your thought life. So put good things in it. I, I've been thinking about this matter of health. You know, when I eat good protein and I eat vegetables, you know yep. what? I feel good. Yep. But when I sit there and eat Starburst jelly beans and Skittles and energy drinks, I don't feel very good. It has everything to do there with what I'm putting in to fuel my body. Yeah. And with your mind, your health of your mind talks about, you know, what do you put in here? Because that affects your, your thought life. If yes. you put good stuff in it, you know, more good stuff you're going to start to think about. It's the influence. The influences. Okay, here's the third thing very quickly. The ingredients. How do you Ooh. how do you help your thought life here? I like well, if you if you look in that scripture, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it the issues of life. Of course, it's bringing every thought into obedience. Mm-hmm. Again, like Brother Andy said, it comes to this. What are you going to do when a, a wrong thought comes into your head? Yeah. Thought of anger or whatever the case might be. You have to bring yourself into obedience. You have to bring it into submission to Christ. I, I like to talk about, I go to the store a lot, you know, public subs. They have this really great Chipotle sauce that you can put on the chicken tender sub. Oh, man. Like Chipotle mayo? Oh, yeah. Chipotle sauce, mayo sauce. Oh, I guess we're going to Publix after this. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> no surprise. 
Um, but what do you do when you go to a grocery store and the person scans everything, or you, you scan yourself, or at least yeah, you should. Days. Um, you, know, you go and you put it on the, the belt, and they scan it across something. Yeah. Well, things, the influences that come in your life, try to scan it across the Word of God. Yes. And um, bring yourself into obedience to what the Word of God says. The thought life is so, so very important. Someone once said that your mind is a palace. They love using that. But every thought is a judgment hall. And you go in and you judge, is this worthy of Christ? Is this exalted itself against the knowledge of God? And Mm -hmm. if it is, throw it out. Or execution. Mm -hmm. Basically, each day you go like this. Execute order 67. (laughs) Don't. That's not that one. 66. (laughs) But that's every day is judgment day that you decide, I'm going to dwell on this or not. Mm-hmm. Like you said with the ingredients too, um, you know, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence, proud of the issues of life. It reminds me of Philippians 4. Yeah. It says, be careful for nothing, which means, you know, don't be foolish, don't be cocky, don't yeah. be flippant about this, mm-hmm. but in everything, in, in supplication and thanks, let your request be made to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep yeah. your hearts and minds Ooh, look at that. Christ Jesus. I like and that. And that's how. Mm-hmm. By being careful for nothing. If you guard your thought life, then got, Jesus Christ will keep your heart and mind. But the problem is, we don't keep it. Yeah. We don't. We don't guard it. We are. We are careful for everything. We're not careful for anything. Um, I remember uh, in Psalm um, Psalm nineteen. I like how the whole psalm was laid out. But at the very end, it says, "Let the words of my mouth Very good. No, and the that. meditation of my heart." Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Like, let, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Well, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, earlier on, like in verse 7, it says, the law of the Lord is perfect. In verse 7, it says, the statue of the Lord is right. Boom. In verse number 9, the fear of the Lord is clean. Get it. And you'll more to be desired than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter oh. than also than honey, than the honeycomb. So basically, like you said, what you put in your mind, you think on the law of the Lord, the statue of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. If you, with everything in prayer and in meditation of his word and his goodness constantly come into your heart and mind, it will push those other thoughts out. Yeah. It doesn't stop the thoughts from coming. But it helps. It definitely keep, helps. It yeah. keeps. Like you said, keep your heart with all diligence. It keeps your hearts and mind. And that's the important part. It says, it shall keep your heart and mind through Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. You're that's not in the battle alone, friend. Right. I love Psalm 139, and we're almost done. Yeah, yeah. Um, psalm 139 is my favorite psalm, I think, in the Bible. It's a, David has written this psalm, and he says these words, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Yes. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. And I love this phrase. It says, Thou understandest my thought afar off. Yes. And, and, you know, some people might say, well, he, he knows everything. But if you keep going in that psalm, he compasses our path and our lying down. He's acquainted with all of our ways. Ooh. I, I love this. Therefore, there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, oh Lord, I, this is one of my favorite lines. Thou knowest it altogether. Mm-hmm. And then it gives a positive kind of comment in the next verse where it says, Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. And, you know, he understands your thoughts afar off. And you yeah. know what? His hand, we, we struggle. We're sinful flesh, but... Yeah. God has given us so many resources that we could use to help us in our thought life. And it is a spiritual discipline, for sure. Absolutely. But he always gives us a way to escape that we may be able to bear it. With exactly. that temptation. And when you think about Peter, you know, Jesus said, he knew what Satan was doing, right? Said, I know that Satan desires to have you, that may sit to his wheat. Mm-hmm. But I prayed for thee. But then he also said, but when thou art converted, future tense, yeah. strengthen thy brethren. Jesus Christ knew that 
very soon in the future mm-hmm. that Peter was going to have thoughts of bitterness and discouragement. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that he went and he wept bitterly. Mm-hmm. Jesus already knew. Sometimes we say, well, God knows your thoughts. Well, he actually already knows the thoughts, like you just mentioned, that you're going to think. Mm-hmm. He knows the discouragement coming your way and the bitterness and the pain. Yeah. And in those moments where these thoughts arise, you think, oh, my word, this, this is overwhelming. God's already there. Yeah. He's waiting for you. It's like, I am here to help you and cast out those imaginations. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful thing. So many things. We could go on and on oh, and yeah. on and the on. The maniac could dare. Remember it said, yeah, he was just right mind. But he, what was he? He was in his right, right mind. mind. And that was the most important thing it said in that verse. It's like, yes, he was clothed. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was fed. Yes, he was taught. But he was in his right mind. And then you could go over to Philippians chapter 2. is one of the great verses, well, great passages about the, about the mind. Some people say, well, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Does that mean I have to think about Jesus all the time? No, no. Um, you should think about Jesus. You know, If you love him, you'll think about him. But it's morning, think like him. Yes. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Amen. Oh, oh yeah. But it talks about how he made himself of no reputation. He was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. All of these things yes. teach us how we can think. Yep. Oh, there's so much. The Bible, you guys don't need Yeah, you know, what are we here for? We're here to remind them. And also, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power and love. You know, sound mind. Exactly. Boom, shakalaka. That's it. You're done. So you can have a sound mind, Mm -hmm. but don't feel guilty. That's the thing I think teens feel. They don't feel guilty when thoughts come. It's normal. Yeah. Paul himself said, the things I do, you know, but you have the power to overcome anything that comes along in your thought life. So don't be discouraged. It's going to be okay. So, well, we're, we're, we're crazy. So we're, we're crazy. Here. Yeah. If I eat butter, I'll jump higher. What is the matter with me? That's a great dream. I want the lightsaber dream. I want the dream you have of me. That's not fair. <laughs> yes, I dream of Andy. That's kind of weird. <laughs> one, time, one time I actually, you're going to like this. One time I actually dreamed that we went to a youth conference. Oh, boy. And you had that big stadium up in North Carolina. Yeah. And that you played with Michael Jordan. Yeah. You're done with the man. I so. hear the sound of dreams coming true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't understand. On Did that one, also probably shouldn't eat bad pizza before you go to bed. That's where these things come at night, okay? A gas station sushi. <laughs> I love gas station sushi. <laughs> Just be like Kirby, who lives in the land of dreams. So, yeah, she does. So, and look how happy he is. That's exactly That's a great thought line. Well, you'll have a fantastic day. Get on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. And get your face in the book. Strength for today, bright hope for tomorrow. Merch coming your way soon. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. Bye.